some folks have a strange idea of entertainment. And I hope that's you guys, because we're talking a new Twilight Zone, Lucifer Does Vegas, and much more next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to let this simmer. I do love this song. (laughs) But hey guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons. So this is Horror TV Weekly. We are back just like Jason. We do live. (laughs) You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. But there isn't only one person here. I have my lovely co-host to my left starting with... Hey guys, this is Chauncey K. Robinson, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR. All right, the gentleman. And my name is Roger Corral, and you can find me at Roger Corral on Twitter. All right, so let's just get right into it. Uh, We've got a lot of news this week because Amazon just secretly dropped a new horror (laughs) pilot with Glenn Close. Like, pulled a Beyonce. Came out of nowhere. That was a Beyonce. That was good. (laughs) I think it was Friday afternoon. They threw it in, and I think it's part of their new pilot series. I didn't know about this. I saw it. I didn't realize it was just a one episode type of deal. This is good, guys. This is really good. Um, so the show, it has Glenn Close. It's it's pretty awesome because you have this Emmy Award winning actress. And I'm not sure if you guys know about the premise, but it looks like a typical show. You know, she lives with her grandkids or her nieces, nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the show. She she works at a 99 cent store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's straight up working yeah. class. I kind of like that about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a regular, you know, middle class. I don't even know if it's middle class at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then at some point she dies and Glenn Close comes back as Glenn Close zombie. Whoa, so like that song even worked for this. And, you know, I was like, <laughs> it's almost like it's a zombie thing. And I'm like, so Glenn Close is a zombie. Right? And, and she yeah. she's cursing the whole time. Like, it's an angry zombie. It's... <laughs> Glenn Close is an angry zombie. I'm like, I have to watch this. I hadn't had time since it dropped, and I was like, this show looks so good just by reading what it's about. Like, just with that little headline of the article, I was like, I'm going to watch this. It's so well done, and I feel like it it, it makes me happy because I feel like for the longest time, nobody wanted to do horror. So, you know, to see someone like Glenn Close embrace a character like that, it's pretty awesome. I think it's also cool that they're kind of changing the, they're putting the genre on top of its head. Cause you know, sometimes there's this idea with zombie apocalypse, like it's all sexy and like there's young people. And it's like, here's Glenn Close, who's like, all right, she's badass. But like, you know, it's like she's the, like the older aunt or whatever. And it's letting her play this kind of role, which is really interesting to watch, I think. And two, like Glenn Close is usually like this very well put together woman this is a real more of a like a turn on its head for her in other aspects as well which Mm -hmm. is cool and she's just such a powerhouse and i do like that we're getting different types of zombie stories like the walking head sort of turned that genre on its head and we've had like santa clarita diet and now this Mm -hmm. you know yeah i zombie zombies can be funny guys (laughs) (laughs) no we're seeing that i mean in this this particular show Glenn Close is playing kind of a rundown character you know working class she works as a cashier she's kind of a, a little bit of a pushover which is interesting to see yeah like, Glenn Close mm. play that because like if you remember like damages you know yes. that show she was in which was awesome the oh, complete man. opposite of <laughs> yeah, that total opposite Cruella DeVille hello and then it's like this and it's like wow this is this is different. <laughs> and in this and so in this show she she's a cashier. Um I think right before she turns into a zombie, they they 
demote her back into being a greeter. So, you know, Glenn Close is, is just, pissed off. Yeah, Glenn Close. is just beating her down. <laughs> and then I think uh, they shoot at her apartment. Like, things well, are not going well for Glenn Close in the first, like, ten minutes of this. So it, it's it's awesome. Like, I, I hope this keeps going because it's really quirky and fun. I do wonder how long we're going to have to wait because, like, it's the pilot. And now I guess the question is if it's going to get picked up. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that this is part of their um, pilot season mm-hmm. that they do. Because I know I just recently watched, you know, a... a, a wasn't Skylander. I'll, I'll think of the name later. But it was a good little cartoon uh, pilot that I really enjoyed uh, with Richard Spade Jr. from Supernatural. Huh. And, um, you know, they've had several other things come up, like lore was one of the things that people are able to vote yeah. on, which is what I love about Amazon, is they want people it's to watch these it's and cool. show yeah. um, what people actually want to see. Yeah. Amazon, to me, is actually more on the forefront of the original content, more so than Netflix in a really? lot of ways right now, huh. just because of the way that they're doing it I think mm-hmm. is more unique and I mean I personally loved The Tick and was, I was so say, glad that's how The yeah. Tick got picked yeah. up it's right? actually yeah. it actually pretty good and I think you know you, you're on to yeah. something with that because Netflix I, I know some of the complaints with shows yeah. when it comes on it's like you don't know like they just you know it's like you don't know because they're secretive they on yeah. the ratings you don't know how many people watch and it's just like and then they say okay we're cutting this off after it's like well how do we know that it was <laughs> good or bad did you ask us we have a big you know, they did that with yeah. Sense 8, where it was like, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. And Sense 8 certainly was a lot better than some of their other stuff. <laughs> the Ranch. Um, <laughs> isn't that still going? That's it still is. Going. And that's why, like, because I saw it taping when I was, like, trying to take a family member to, like, a sitcom. And I'm like, that's still on? And they canceled Sense 8? And, like, Santa Clarita Diet, like, got picked up, but still doesn't have a second season. Oh, like, no. this good stuff. Didn't Hemlock Grove get canceled? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was See? actually pretty good. Yeah, too. that was a good show. I love Famke, so. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. <laughs> but speaking of stuff that is at least still going, the Scream reboot is still in production despite the Weinstein scandal, which is great because a lot of stuff has been getting canceled left mm-hmm. and right yeah. just because, you know, you don't want the uh, poison pen there. Yeah. But it is good to see that the uh, new season of Scream is coming with Tyler Posey. So do you guys watch that show at all? Or I didn't. Yeah. I will get into it now that Tyler's on it because yeah. I do I do like his work and, you know, we won't see him anymore on Team Wolf because that's over with. Yeah. So it's nice that he was able. I think Kiki Palmer. Yes. Yeah, I love Kiki. Kiki. She was. And she listening. came. You know, she's done some great stuff, and she's also scream queen, yeah, scream yeah. Queen, right? <laughs> which isn't coming back, right? Yeah, and I that, think that's done too. Yeah, yeah, like there was no official word that I could ever find about Scream Queens. I but, think Ryan yeah. Murphy just stopped talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a fun show, but I will say, like, the second season was a little bit harder than the first mm-hmm. after a while. Typical but, yeah. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Although you know, we're seeing yeah. Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in the new Halloween. Yeah, so Jamie I'm Lee fine. Curtis just has to be on my screen. I'm good. It balances. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. uh, sorry, I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not too loud. Um, yeah. But while we're on the subject of uh, shows that are getting canceled that were horror esque, um, The Mist ran for a season on Spike and it got chopped that. like really fast. Yeah, and um, it is on Netflix right now. I think that is one of those that Netflix talked about doing another season. Mm. Um, well, let me see if, is, if I'm not that mistaken. Is true. I have seen it on Netflix. Yeah, uh, I added it to my queue recently. <laughs> yeah, let me see. That'd I was be awesome like, I mean, that's the thing with some of these shows. You feel like they need to give it a chance. Like that's the question. You need with, it to grow. Yeah. Um, like superstition. Um, I think on Sci-Fi, where people are worried that it may not make it through the first season because people are like they didn't promoted it sci-fi didn't promote it as much and things like that so it's the question of so it's like you're saying it's great that they're doing they're just they're keeping with the reboot because what we're seeing with this you know avalanche of stuff going on in hollywood right now is that it's not just the people being you know accused and and dealing with this fallout the victims and things it's 
all the people who have to work with these projects. You know, mm. it's like what happens there too. There's so many ramifications, and that's you know? unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, no one else should suffer for all this. There's a lot of hardworking people in all of these projects, and that's that is the double edged sword. There is yeah. we don't want these people to profit that are these predators, but at the same time, uh, there are so many other people involved that it's like, how do we? Cut the head off, uh-huh. dude, Right? Without, I mean, that was yeah. the thing with House of Cards, yeah. right? Kevin Spacey. And everyone's like, just give it to the wife. <laughs> yeah, know? that's the thing like... is Robin Wright. And that's the thing is at least Netflix is working to see if yeah. they can do that. Because yeah. it would be so devastating to the city of Baltimore that's already has so much turmoil exactly. as it is. And that's, and to me, that's a little bit more important. Yeah, than, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's. Yeah the weight of it right like mm-hmm. there's so many connected like just with the screen reboot there's so many re- yeah. people connected so many people at the risk of losing their jobs because of such you know horrifying actions yeah but. and two i feel like with house of cards being what they've already established with this show i mean and i'm not you know caught up with it but it would be easy for them to just say you know what nope you know, they need one yeah. statement issuing where Frank is, and then that's <laughs> it, done. and then move on. I How mean, many characters have died off screen in some other places? Yeah, stuff they can happens totally all the time. It. Yeah, you know, and I honestly, mean. they built up Robin Wright so much at this point. I, I think it's so believable. I yeah. think they would be okay. Going Buttercup's that route. a badass guy. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for the screen reboot. And I'm, I feel I'm like gonna check it when's out. the last time? When was the last screen made? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been like because I remember like the there was a Halloween special last October. And then yeah. that was the last episode because it was coming on MTV. Maybe? It was like yeah, a, it was, you know, yeah. yeah, it was MTV, and then yeah. And I admit, I, you know, I would turn it on, and I didn't know what was happening a lot of time. <laughs> I didn't know who was playing. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was such a big fan of the movie franchise. Oh yes, um, yes. And then so the show, I was kind of like turned off why they mm-hmm. did it, especially on MTV. When I'm someone who MTV was the thing in the '90s, but now I'm like it's reality <laughs> yeah. TV. So I, but I know plenty of people whose opinions I respect that love this show. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I mm-hmm. guess it's pretty good. Yeah, and I know. it wouldn't be around. It wouldn't be getting this big. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and it's one of those things too. Like, I mean, I think we talked about it before. Sometimes when like a movie franchise gets turned into a series, like yeah. you know, we were talking about. Uh, Freddy Krueger getting like that back in the 90s. Yeah, Freddy's and there was a Friday the 13th series. Friday the 13th. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it doesn't translate yeah. as well. Like, why is this a series? You know, so. But I mean, Scream was, it was a big phenomenon. I mean, you had all the scary movies that, you know, once you're getting parodied at that point, you're big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Scream, it, took, it was another genre changing thing because what it did, it, it, was, it got meta. It got real it meta with it all did. the tropes and everything when it came to horror pictures. And it, it was still scary. And I feel like we we never <laughs> yeah. went back. I feel like after that, everyone kind of stayed meta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which kind of got old after a bit. So I'm yeah. kind of I'm I'm ni- happy that we're going back to the old schools, you know, like with the um, conjuring and stuff. I think that, start, yeah. that, yeah, those when, that when those came about, it kind of switched it back to let's do some horror. Yeah, and and what's interesting, to tie it back to the song that I started this episode with that I didn't even think about in conjunction with that is that movie, Jason Lives, the sixth Friday the 13th, that song is the theme song for, is actually the inspiration for Scream from Kevin Williamson. He counts that movie because that was actually one of the first horror movies to really be a little bit meta. And sort of, you know, there are a lot of nods. And that's why I recommend or watch or listen to the Missing Out podcast with me, (laughs) Tori J and Lex Michael on iTunes, guys. Where we discussed that for Halloween. <laughs> I was like, actually, you I did a whole podcast where I went on, uh, talked about the Check Kevin Williamson inspiration and how, like, you know, Scream, and then, like, even A New Nightmare, mm-hmm. like, is also was a very meta Freddy movie yeah. before yeah. Scream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nightmare was And one that of my was favorites. why, like, he touts, like, Jason Lives definitely is the big one. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, mm-hmm. so funny. I was like, whoa, I 
tied that together. The that was good. Know. That yeah. was good. And that promoted worked. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Do I digress. Um, speaking of another thing that I really love, uh, X-Files alum, uh, Annabeth Gish, is joining the House on Haunted Hill, another yeah. Netflix show. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Um, and it's based off of a, uh, a novel, was it? Like, uh, yeah, the house on Hunt Hill. This is well, like, I know, the no- like the movie, yeah. but it was like originally some type of. Yeah, it was a book, which yeah. is more interesting because I honestly, what I initially thought, I thought it was the video game, and then I'm like, oh no, this is like a book, and I remember the movie, but I didn't realize that this was more of like a deeper story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Silent Hill I, is yeah. that is that horror genre game one. But yeah, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, because yeah, there like was I'm, like a House on Haunted Hill like shooting game too. Yeah. Like it was really weird. Mm. I know. I feel like I'm not that well yeah. versed on the House on the Haunted Hill. What's the story behind that? What's the like? What's the main, I guess, storyline? Thing is, a house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a very generic story. I mean, yeah, like, it's, and it's, it's nothing it's against the, like the story. Yeah. It's no. just like you know, back in the day, like Last House on the Left, House okay, on Haunted okay. Hill, which those kind of things. Yeah, like that movie still gets me. <laughs> um, I don't sit through. I don't. Sit yeah. Through. Last House on the Left was no. It's kind of different again. from. Uh, <laughs> What is it? House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is I'm like, all, there was all these house movies like <laughs> Amityville Horror, and but they were all very different, but that's why I was like, House on Haunted Hill. I don't ever remember like the distinct story. I don't I, either. I, I, I sort of remember like the yeah. most recent take of the film. I just remember a lot of people coming into one house and then there was uh, there was uh, handguns in, in little caskets that were presented to everybody. Yeah. Handguns I just can't casket. remember what the movie was about because it was pretty shitty though. Yeah. yeah, and that was the thing is I was like, I think you're talking about the remake that was more recent. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I remember never seeing that because I was like, that sucked. And, I, I, and then I was only thought of the video game. And I was like, oh, no, I remember there being another movie, yeah. too. And I was like, oh, it was an older one. Which makes I, you wonder, like, yeah. why are they, like, making this necessarily? Maybe it's a whole new spin, which is good, too. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people don't, like us, don't necessarily Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was like, this, this was a very forgettable <laughs> story. <laughs> if I'm you like, can't remember, it's new to you. You know, even like, Silent Hill. Like, yeah. I meet people today that don't know what Silent Hill is I feel like I'm okay with some of these reboots yeah (laughs) and that's the thing is like if we blink we miss it I mean and I don't think people realize like a lot of big movies have been reboots like Scarface was not the original Scarface and that is a very iconic movie I did not know that she's dropping so much knowledge yeah The Departed also a remake and that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) The Thing was a remake from the uh, Howard Hawks movie yeah exactly The Thing yeah Mm. And I'm trying to think of, like, some other, you know, really good remakes. Because there are plenty. And that's the thing about reboots and remakes. Like, just with Scream, like we were talking about, and, like, with House on Haunted Hill. You know, it does get, you know, there's been this whole thing. Does Hollywood not have any original ideas anymore? But it's like, there's never really been an original idea. A lot of stuff has been based off of books or a game or some sort. And it's really about the take that the creator does when they put it on. So for me, it's like, okay, this may be a new interesting one. And yeah, maybe there's been three of them already, but that's fine. Yeah, you know? I'm Dude. fully aboard on that. You know what? You know how many t- uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street are? <laughs> right? I could like sit here and list them, but I don't really care. There's a buttload of them, and please make more. I, I, know, I will exactly. give you all my money. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if it's that good. I still will go, and yeah. as long as there's blood and guts you, and a hockey mask, you got me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If they remade it, you would yeah. so be there again. Oh, yeah. Like the Friday the 13th remake, I actually like, not just because Jared Padalecki's in I it. I did 
like Brian that. Hansen's I did like the Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. I did not necessarily care for um, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I, I didn't kept I'm kind of a yeah. purist when it comes to that. <laughs> when it comes to Friday, yeah. But I'm just like, mm, this isn't working. And too, while I like Jackie Earl Haley and thought he was a good choice in some ways, I thought that they didn't really give the Freddy character a lot of the freedom that they no. did with Robert England. No, they didn't. And I like that Robert England would like to see Kevin Bacon because that'd be something I could that see. That would be interesting. And if they did that, I, I'd be open to seeing. Yeah, it. I thought this that Freddy was just it was kind of it wasn't it didn't have that charm it, that's yeah. hard to say for a monster but <laughs> yeah well and that was no the thing i feel like the original yeah. yeah exactly yeah. i mean when you're going into people's dreams that was kind of his point like he's kind of charming yeah and that <laughs> yeah. was the thing that's why freddie was always a more interesting villain than jason yes. um yes. and michael myers because freddie had a personality personality yeah. you, you totally end up right. liking oh. the guy yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, like why do i like you yeah <laughs> with letting them sleep in the past <laughs> I'm ready like I'm, I'm ready to make more way more make way for the more uh, the get outs the more uh, it follows the more the witches the more mm. Baba Dukes um, I'm true. all for that like I'm, I'm tired of I mean they're classic slasher like films it's great but uh, I'm ready for the new age you know I think the only reason I'm okay with it is because again like you know some of my some of uh, my wife has uh, younger brothers and sisters and they have no idea about any of this. It's a way to introduce them. And to so these I think it's a great way to introduce them, and then they could go on and find out, you know, where it all came from. I don't know. I, I, I completely agree that we should have new stuff going on, but I like the remakes, and I feel like it pays homage to the originals. Yeah, it's good. I mean, although yeah. The Conjuring, all of that, like to me, that brought that was a new kind of way of doing something and do and creating a whole new franchise. Like Annabelle, all that they're going to do the Nun next. Yeah. And that's like cool. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm I excited for that. I'm so horror. excited yeah. for that. Yeah, it's yeah. old school horror and a new twist, which is great. And it's the same thing with House on Haunted Hill. It's like okay, maybe they're going to do a new twist. It's a reboot. It's, I mean, no, no story is new. Yeah, it's all been done. And two, especially, especially with Netflix behind this one, like I've been pleased with Netflix comedy horror as well as their other horror. Like we were talking about Hemlock Grove yeah. and yeah. Clarita Diet, and I liked Little Evil, that little movie. It was mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it, if they're going to do it, they're probably going to be at least decent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of something that's going to be freaking awesome, hopefully, this CBS <laughs> yeah. is developing a uh, Twilight Zone reboot for their all-access service. And um, if I don't have it by then, I will definitely be purchasing it the day before it drops because this is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I don't know. What's your favorite Twilight Zone episode? Oh, God. Oh, there's, there's so, so many. many. Yeah. There's okay, so honestly, many. to me, my favorite episodes were always the ones where you're stuck in a situation that's very futuristic, but yet realistic. Mm-hmm. I, I like, you know, the ones where they get stuck in a different planet and they don't know how to get back. You know, stories like that just made me think yeah. way beyond what I was thinking at the time. The thing I loved about Twilight Zone was that it, the pro, the progressiveness within it, too, yeah. like with the original um, creator of it, wanting to put layers of, you know, using rea- using these stories to kind of reflect issues with reality, like, you know, uh, bigotry, things of that nature. Like, there was this one that I really enjoyed, which was about um, a guy who's stuck on a planet. Um, I forget the exact name. He's stuck on a the planet. They create a woman for him mm-hmm. who's like a, a robot or whatever. There's this whole question I of think human that's life. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, wow, like that's, I mean, for its time, you know, to be talking about some of this stuff. And I know, I mean, you may know that, like, you know, there were certain episodes that the network sometimes was not always like cool with kind of like airing because of how 
in depth it was. Well, and I think this what's really interesting is that CBS All Access is uh, going to be doing. They did Star Trek Discovery and yeah. then Twilight Zone. So it's interesting you talk about the episodes that they had issues with. Same thing with Star Trek. At the same time, is a lot of it did have to do with the portrayal Perfect. of same sex, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. or different races getting together. And so it's just so interesting to see now, though, our... Where we're at now. Yeah. And yeah, how, like, that was more of the issue with Kirk and Uhura kissing, as opposed yeah. to, like, th- like that's a big deal, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. And they, it was, like, the first interracial yeah. kiss. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you know? And the same network, which is interesting, because CBS would be considered behind the times now, but they were actually yeah. ahead of it. Yeah, yeah they back actually then. were. And they were on the, the forefront of showing interracial coupling mm-hmm. and things like that on yeah. television. And to my knowledge, I don't know any specific episodes, but uh, from what I understand is that those were more of the issues they had as opposed to, like, it being, like, a darker subject matter. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. Well, that sort of hasn't changed. <laughs> I was like, eh. It's not the same time. I was like, well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I still oh. feel like CBS feels behind the times. You know, when yeah. I think of it, all of their TV shows, all of their target audience, seeing them take a chance with something like this... I think it could open up a whole new opportunity. I think it's great. I'm excited. And the fact that Jordan Peele is behind this. Yes. You know, he just directed saying. Get Out. Um, he directed another movie as well. I forgot what it is. But he's at the forefront of, like, things that are different right now. Well, and two, because of the nature of Get Out, I feel like this is definitely going to be more of a modern take. But that yes. same sort of, like, progressive yeah. idea of, like... You know, it is sort of an interesting question to pose in these things. Like, I remember one of my favorite episodes, because it's so dark, is there's a child in this town who literally can make anyone disappear. Yeah. And, like, everyone is afraid of this child. And I do want to see something similar to that episode, because it's almost like, you know, the millennials, how we have all this power, like, at our fingertips (laughs) with the iPhones, and, like, how they can go with those sort of ideas, you know? I think he's the perfect person yeah. to do it because of what we saw with Get Out and what we're seeing. Like, I, I think he's going to do a, another one soon about Nazis and stuff like that and mm. the whole area. Like, he's he's got a lot, and like he lo- and the great thing is, it's like when he had his original show on Comedy Central, it was like everyone knew him as this comedian and stuff. But there were so many layers to that comedy, and so for him to be like such a huge horror fan, it's like this kind of genius that he has to be able to take on this kind of. Um, this this new put a new spin on such a, a loved classic that I st- I still think holds up. Like I think sci-fi, like on New Year's, like after New Year's they do a whole Twilight Zone like uh, marathon. And I always yes. look forward yeah, to always that. Yeah, always on New Year's Day. Yeah, I always, like. I always, yeah, I always <laughs> look forward to that. So it's kind of I'm I'm super excited yep. for this because I think I mean only only issue I have is that it's behind the paywall and I'm just like. <laughs> Again, y'all. Like, do you want this to catch on? Because again, they're a little behind the times. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. I mean, unfortunately, we are going through the like the pay for service, but a lot of it is we're going to cancel cable anyway. It's going to happen. Know. They're well, fighting well, it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, big question: huh? Who's going to host it? I know. I'm like, I'm putting my hat in the ring. I will cut a guy over that. <laughs> and as I say, like, I don't feel like our host will be a white man. That's all no. I know. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, I yeah. don't think. No. I think given the layers of this, and I mean, I think, and I think that's what the original creator would like, too. Mm-hmm. Just yes. because of yeah. the, le- the legacy he and his af- activism 
on and yeah, off Rod screen. Yeah, Rod Sterling was You know what I mean? And yeah. I think this is like, this. it's so great that this is like following in that in that legacy of him, appeal of all people doing this. Yeah. Do we know if they're auditioning? I mean, is it possible that Jordan Peele is the host? Yeah, that's, that's the thing, is it didn't say anything, and he may, and, and that would be interesting, but I foresee him picking somebody. Because when they redid the Twilight Zone, actually, I remember briefly on UPN, the Twilight Zone yeah. existed oh, for wow. about a season, and it was Forrest Whitaker who was the host. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. And I was like, I just thought about that and it was actually pretty good yeah um for what it was i mean it wasn't say they weren't allowed to do as much but this was like back when buffy was on upn and veronica mars like so it was like Mm -hmm. a good time everybody hates chris Mm -hmm. yeah but it only lasted a little bit yeah 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 Yeah. any uh, suggestions of who shows uh, yeah other than me (laughs) (laughs) as to who you'd want to host Hmm. i don't know I, I love comedians, so, I mean, it, it would have to be somebody really funny, especially because of this. It'd have to be somebody that's really good and, like, straight but humorous. Yeah, yeah I think it would have – it definitely needs to be someone yeah. with a presence, right? Yeah. Like, someone who's commanding. Because there was something so subtle about Rod, you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah. – but yet, like, impactful. So it has to be someone who's not, like, all over the place. Because there's a certain tone to the Twilight yeah. Zone that I, I would love to see continue. Let's get uh, I, Hannibal Buress. Yeah, that would be so funny. I feel like I'm not thinking that outside the box right now, but I feel like Jordan Peele wouldn't be bad. I yeah. feel like, you know, Just host your own yeah. show, Jordan. No, you know why? Because I feel like, wasn't um, Rob Sterling, like, yeah. he wrote the whole thing, right? Like, he created the thing. Yeah, so it's I feel true. like yeah, when, exactly. it's, when it's your baby, you have more of an impact on it. Like, you, you know the way you want to present the story. You know the type of story you want to create every episode. So who better than the guy who made it? Yeah. I feel like he might be too busy though. Like he yeah. has so much <laughs> yeah, going on, and on top of that, have and I think the way he is, and I think if you like, you know, follow him on Twitter, you see that he's someone also about bringing other talent yeah. on yeah. as well. So I feel like he's using this probably, maybe he might use this as a vehicle to bring other people in the forefront. Like what other way, you know, than to have someone host what's going to be such an iconic series, you know? Let's bring back Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, yeah, he was pretty good. So I do wonder though. Like I don't, I don't watch it nor regularly, but isn't Black Mirror sort of similar to this? No, they don't have a host. Okay, so, I know they don't have host, but the but show like in terms idea of that, is very similar. Yeah. Outline, yes. So are people kind of worried that it's like maybe might overlap a bit? I don't know, like because Black Mirror is a show that I've seen a few episodes, but I've not watched all of it. And two, the nature of Netflix is, I just wonder if they're even going to overlap because Black Mirror may be ending. I don't really know. I don't, I don't think that's and any. and I mean yeah, because I'm like it's a pretty good show, but even yeah. then, it's like how many? I mean, there was Once Upon a Time in Grimm. There was Volcano and Dante's Dante's Peak. That is I mean, true. there's always like movies that are like the same or two TV shows that are kind of the same, and people still watch them. I and mean, I think, yeah. um, I think Twilight Zone was always half an hour, unless I'm mistaken. And I feel like th- the stories were more concise; they were short. You know, they had their main story. It was like a 10 minute episode. Black Mirror is like a 45 minute episode, so it's more of a you know a short movie. So I'm hoping hmm. they don't overlap. I feel like there's definitely room for both. Yeah, exactly. Guys, I just thought of this. Um, what about Lakeith Stanfield to host, which is the guy from uh, Atlanta. He's also in the beginning of the film of uh, Get Out. He's the one who gets snatched in, in the beginning. Oh, work. yeah. Could I could work. I could see that. I can see that. He was also in Death Note, which no one likes to talk about. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't watched it yet, and I'm like, I've heard like it is like, it's, oh my god, it's, bad. it's, it's so bad. Well, is it bad? But yeah, I feel like I'm gonna get really high and watch it one day though. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he would be a good. He he'd be a good choice. I think he has a certain presence to him, and he can play serious very That's well. That's what I was about to say because all the, all every, everything in Atlanta that he did, he said straight face, but it was just so absurd that it was so funny. <laughs> I can definitely. Like, I, I loved him in Atlanta. I, I've got to look him up because, like, I have not caught up with Atlanta. Okay. So I'm like, this guy, because the way you're describing him, I'm like, that sounds really good. Because yeah. as long as he plays it straight, but, yeah. like, it's funny, like, yeah, yeah it'll be good. That's what matters. Yeah. Oh, man, seeing that Twilight Zone prime yeah. time, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are debuting a new segment today, guys, and what better way to segue into our Dangerous in Love. I know, right? <laughs> because yeah. maybe... <laughs> Because even in hard TV, yeah. there is love, you know? There's always love. <laughs> always. In the midst of blood and guts and oh, killing, God. you know, love holds us together. There's always a Linda. Love is scary, too, guys. It, love, love is scary. Is. It's the scariest thing, maybe. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great tagline. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary, love saying, is the scariest thing. So, yeah, yeah um, what this um, segment does is we're, we basically highlight some, you know, you guys, you know, love ships. I love ships. We all love ships. So, you know, um, highlighting certain ships occasionally. And the first one to highlight is Rick and Michonne from uh, The Walking Dead. And the question that fans asked um, at the um, Walker Stalker Atlanta Rashawn panel um, a, a week and a half ago was, is there a Rick and Michonne baby on the way in Walking Dead? Um, basically, when asked how would Rick and Michonne feel about having a baby, Andrew Lincoln was, like, super, super for it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we just, like, see the video now. Like, he's, like, answering it, and he's basically really enjoying it. He's like, we need to repopulate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the name's like, her. hey, wait a minute. You know, Michonne's the one that's going to have to carry the baby here. You know, so, uh, and she wants this, and one of the, the answer was that, you know, she wants to stay agile because, you know, of everything. And, you know, yeah. Michonne yeah. already lost a child. Yeah. You she know? did. Yeah, and it's like, can they go through that again? So she's sort of for it. She says the practicality <laughs> of it. She doesn't know, but she said Michonne would have to think about it. But, you know, fans overall were really happy. I'm happy. I ship Michonne oh, so I much. Love- I ship Rashawn because they are our answer to Andrea in this universe. Um, and I really <laughs> like that. I thought that they have more chemistry, too. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see that dynamic on the show. Uh, but I don't want to see Michonne pregnant. She's my I badass. She's his right-hand man. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, to be fair, Maggie got pregnant on the show. And Maggie and, stayed and pretty she badass. Stayed pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. She did. And I think, and that was a great thing. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, with Michonne, it's I kind of want to see more exploration of Her, other things before yeah. she has to take on. And she's been she's been a mother to like Rick's kids too. So yeah. we, it's not like we haven't seen him her do motherly stuff. And I think I, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say like so I don't feel like we need that because we yeah. see it already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. one of those things. Maybe at the end. Yeah. You know, because right <laughs> yeah. now maybe at the she end pops of the series. Baby at the end no, of the series. well, you know, just like right now they need to like first of all just with everything that's going yeah. on there they need to rectify stuff yeah. and it's just like I, I I would hate for it to be her main plot being Michonne pregnant. It, yeah, because that really worked really well for Maggie. It made sense, and that yeah. was the characters yeah. that you root for as far as a couple at that time, and it made total sense storyline-wise. Yeah, it was in but the yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and everything's kind of getting turned on its head with that because, like, she's Andrea's kind of character yeah. and stuff, and Carl, uh, Carol's kind of getting her stuff from the comics. So, but yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. The other thing that Andrew said that he mm-hmm. was really excited for was for Rick to say, I love you, Michonne. Yeah. Has he not said it? He has not said it oh out loud yet. Oh my God, yet. he needs to step it up. Like, <laughs> honestly, she does so much for the whole group, for Rick. She's there as, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Carl's mother. Oh. It's It works. I feel like she developed his character so much. And in a time when, you know, he has to murder people all the time and he's going through all these terrible things. That, she was his rock. She's yeah. That's his rock. That's the one stable thing he could come home to. Ah, like he needs to step it up and hurry I up. mean, it's shown in action, <laughs> yeah. I think. But yeah, he hasn't said it. And that was when he actually mentioned that in the video. I was like, you know, he hasn't said that. Yeah, I didn't think about I that. I mean, honestly, everything went to crap as soon as they hooked up honestly with Negan and stuff but it's like you know now well and they're separated right now on the show in certain terms of location so it's kind of like when are we even going to see them on screen again together I don't like waiting to see my couple (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, another uh, one is will they won't they when it comes to Z Nation Um, we're in season four and our you know uh, two leads Roberta Warren and Murphy you know there's been this ongoing um, situation with them um, this is a fan-made video, you know, in terms of, like, the many the mini videos. I looked it up, y'all. There's so many videos about <laughs> Warren and Murphy, so many fan-made videos that are just kind of makes me want to ship them even more. And I didn't even think of it at first. But um, right now with what's going on in the current season, uh, Murphy having lost his daughter and uh, Warren kind of becoming more psychic and their um, connection coming back, um, fans are kind of wondering: Are they going to suddenly? Are they going to grow closer romantically? And um, they did say at San Diego Comic Con uh, a couple months ago, when asked, you know, uh, was there romantic feelings between the pair? Uh, Kalita Smith, who plays Warren, she played coy and said, "I don't know." And I think Ooh. what we're seeing right now, and you know, that's kind of cold for yeah. me. <laughs> this is probably yeah. going to happen, you know. Um, so. I, I think it would be interesting. It does kind of fall into a little bit of the trope of the two main characters kind of coming together. Yeah. But I think they're very compatible, you know, in terms of just her being the strong lead woman and him. He, he has he has this gray area. So she kind of keeps him in check. And I think it would be nice to see them hook up. But once again, I'm, all, I'm sort of like at the end. Like not yeah. right now, you know. <laughs> Well, you said what season are they in? Four? Four. They're in season four. And with sci-fi, I don't know how, you know, sometimes season four is like the death note for most <laughs> of the shows. Like, I'm still mad about Atlantis. Like, like yeah, sci-fi Atlantis. doesn't really invest for the long haul. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's it's, a Sharknado. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of worried. I'm like, okay, season four, maybe they need to start tying stuff up and maybe this needs to happen. And another trope, and then we're going to get into when it comes to the, the leads hooking up um, when it comes to Lucifer. Yeah. Um, uh, another will they, won't they when it comes to Lucy and Chloe on Lucifer. And, um, you know... I love when they call him Lucy. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this is a video of a moment that they shared recently in one of the most recent episodes when it came to Chloe's mm-hmm. birthday. And it can sometimes seem like a bad trope when the leads get together, mm-hmm. but some fans are really Sorry. pushing for it, right? Yeah. Especially this season. Um, I guess they shared a kiss or something in the previous season and things like that. So people are like, where is this going? Um, and, uh, yeah, the, are the two leads, should they kind of have a romance? And I know you have an opinion about this. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, I am like a long, loyal Lucifer watcher. And I love this show because it's very fun. 
and um, cheeky, even though it's it's Satan. It's Castle with Satan, <laughs> yeah. guys, but it's fun. And, and the thing about Chloe and Lucifer is they work so well as partners, and I really don't want to see this show have, like, the moonlighting curse, and I get the castle, the show I just referenced, they got together. Um, but we all know how that was behind the scenes, guys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, I really should not stop. <laughs> but, yeah, like, with Lucifer and Chloe... The thing is, Chloe has a daughter. So, even though he is good devil, like, in the show, it's still a little weird as the, she's a mom. And also, her ex-husband is also a detective, and he is not a bad guy. And that's the thing is, I don't want to see Chloe and Lucifer together because I don't think it would really do either one of their characters any service as far as to, like, advance. Because, two, the reason that Lucifer backed off, even though he was interested in her in the past is, you know, spoiler alert, she was put here in his path by his father, God. And, like, so he feels like she has no free will in her feelings for him. Oh. So, and that's the thing, is, like, there's no way of them getting past that ever. And, two, it's actually one of the more endearing qualities of Lucifer is how he's protective of her without them. And especially at the end of that scene, when he gives her her birthday gift... It is a bullet from when she shot yeah. him on a necklace. When she penetrated <laughs> yes. him. Yeah, he's like, well, since I'll probably never penetrate you, like, this is a reminder of when you penetrated me. And, like, it's so cute and sweet. And that's why I don't want to see it ruined by them having sex. And I think, too, as I say, she's a mom, and her ex-husband is not this bad guy. Like, yeah. Dan is always there, and Lucifer even likes him right now. Do and, you think it wouldn't yeah. be, I mean, maybe... I guess the question is, would it? Do you think it would stunt their plot lines, or would you think it'd be some kind of new, uh, like terrain to sort of? I think that's what yeah. the question is for me because I'm like, wouldn't it, like you just described like this idea about the child, and like, wouldn't it be interesting her having to explain your stepdad is the devil? How well, does that work? Well, <laughs> and know? two, it's just like I don't want to see that on this show. Like them mm-hmm. have to explain that, and two, I'm like, that's not what this show is. Is like it's sort of it's. I mean, and Lucifer is this very petulant child, like, to God. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's really more of an endearing thing about him. And, too, like, him having these dalliances with these, you know, random chicks. And, like, you know, he married this chick in Vegas yeah. that came back. Those things make sense for the character. But to see him get in these relationships doesn't seem to make sense with the character that they have. And I don't think it would serve Chloe either because mm-hmm. it would sort of bring her down in the long run. So, Devil's Advocate, didn't you say she was put here for him? Well, and that that is (laughs) the thing. And that's why it's, like, it's way more interesting if they don't get together. Because it's it's a question of free will. Yeah. Does man have free will? Okay, I get you, I get you. Well, and she was put there in his path, like, um, by God. Yeah, you know, to sort of get Lucifer on this right path. And it's more about getting Lucifer to do like God's will as far and and it's really a lot about like is the idea of Lucifer really bad is it good I mean because it's all I mean someone has to punish evil and that's sort of why he's a cop with her Mm. and it doesn't and that to me I was like that doesn't lead to romance for me but yeah well (laughs) then again but I I remember I I remember reading that the main actor was saying that their relationship Mm. their their, I I don't know if he said exact romance but he said their relationship is the heart of the show yeah Tom Ellis um, has said that and it really is because honestly though it's like their strong friendship that he really cares about someone at the first time in his life but even he is still like unsure if that's because of you know God Mm. putting her there I mean because and stuff like that, but it is good. It shows him to grow as a 
person? I mean, like, is he a person? Yeah, sometimes the leads yeah. shouldn't get together. Like, yeah. let's not do the trope or whatever. Oh. I know I had to deal with that with Sleepy Hollow, and I wanted yeah. to, I, I kind of wanted the two leads, and then they just messed that up. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. I get the argument, yeah. for sure. No, you're right. Yeah. I think if it doesn't grow both characters, then we're okay moving forward that way. Yeah, too. And that's the thing, is if you, if it feels like real destiny, say, like, like the castle situation, where it's like, yeah, they're going to get gonna together. Happen. Yeah. But I just never got that impression from the show mm. and you know i've talked to joe henderson a few times as well i don't think that that's really where they really? they intended either yeah and that's a way to go yeah, yeah. Don't force some it. Shippers heart yeah i know <laughs> keep hope alive y'all. yeah i mean too, <laughs> it, it is a network show i mean <laughs> i mean true. so if, if the powers if, that be are like yeah. hey a lot of people are calling for it i mean we saw that with arrow and stuff. yeah you, you can't force love guys you <laughs> yeah, can't force love. exactly we don't want chloe to get killed off and then brought back as another character guys um <laughs> But yeah, and so we've talked about Lucifer. I guess to go over this week a little bit, Mm -hmm. Lucifer does Vegas. So um, it's really (laughs) funny, guys, if you haven't seen it. So the ex-wife we were talking about a second ago comes back, Candy. Then uh, he married in Vegas. So there's a fun little, like, sort of bottle episode where it's him and Ella, the lab tech, and we get to see some of her she gets a little sexy in this episode and she's usually a little bookish and so it's nice (laughs) to see her out of her element counting cards in the casino Mm -hmm. and there was uh, Lauren Holly had a strange guest appearance Mm. as well as a guy from Weeds who I love (laughs) so you're always seeing like fun little strange uh, characters pop up on Lucifer that I like and usually they'll have fun nods to like horror stuff like Charisma Carpenter has been in episodes that's cool and yeah I really miss Tom Welling in the last few though and so that's the thing yeah, if he's been on it, right? Is yeah. he a regular or? Yeah, he um, is slated for. I think it was initially ten, but I think Tom asked for two or three more okay. uh, from when I heard him on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. Okay, um, but yeah, like so, Tom Welling really has been enjoying the show because it is fun. Because and he kind of gets to be the foil as the police captain now. And so, yeah, hopefully the next episode his character will be back because he's really brought a new element. Because as, like he said, everyone gets along on the show now. Like, now that Dan's like, eh, we're bros, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I miss Tom Welling. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw all of Smallville. Like, I love Tom Welling. Yeah, it's great that he's back on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the people. he does not age. Yeah, like, he looks (laughs) great. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like a, a... Never. I remember he was playing Superman as like, and Superman's supposed to be like fifteen, and he was like twenty. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, <laughs> like I, I believe you. It's I believe her, you. I wish high schoolers looked like you <laughs> when I was back then. But <laughs> I know Smallville is the show that, even though I I love Michael Rosenbaum and loved him as Lex Luthor, I didn't really watch a lot of it. Yeah. Like, um, so I've gone back and started watching it now, just it's because so I'm like, good. I really like Tom Welling on Lucifer. <laughs> I didn't know that he was really funny, and yeah. and I'm seeing it now. <laughs> Awesome. It's so yeah. good. And I feel like Michael Rosenbaum, like, he showed his acting skills in that show yeah. as well. I'm glad to see Tom Willing yeah, yeah. trying something different. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, this is actually a pretty good role for him. And it's cute because Chloe has a little bit of crush on him. That's another wow. thing about the, the loose fur it's funny, Chloe thing. Chloe yeah. liked him in Smallville, too. Oh, so. yeah. Hey, yeah, that's Chloe. Liked him too. And another Chloe likes him on another show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> It's like all of Ash's girlfriends have been named Linda on Evil Dead. You know, some people really? just have it, a thing. It happens, Pretty yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> Can't escape your type. I oh, know. <laughs> it's like Tammy on uh, Parks and oh, Rec. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. 
Oh boy, I'm just gonna keep making references. Yeah, so I'm, I'm let, trying to think let's, <laughs> Yeah, let's just change the subject. Castlevania, you guys yeah. both watch that. Yeah. Yeah, so Castlevania, a new show on Netflix. Actually, I'm not sure how new it is. It's, it's been, been out for a month, bit. Right? It's been a, I'm waiting for season two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. So it's an an it's an anime version of uh, was it so I played the video game when I was young. Mm-hmm. Is it based on a yeah. book? Do um, we know? Well, I don't know about the video. I know the the video the show is based off of the video game. Off the video game. And everything, so. Yeah. And, and I, it's about, you know, Dracula. I think usually, um, so I'm not a rigid, I'm not a big fan of anime for the most part, um, but I wanted to give this a shot because it looked good. And uh, most anime, their, their dialogue is very expository, and I'm not a big fan of that. This this show did a good job of like laying everything out there. The graphics were great. The storyline was easy to follow. Um, a woman. It starts off, you know, a woman is stabbing some zombies outside or some skeletons outside of a uh, Dracula's house, and she's going to meet Dracula because Dracula possesses a lot of skills no, in the world of magic. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they eventually hit it off, and I believe they get married for about yeah. 10, 20 years. And then she's burned at the stake, and then there's they... a whole witch hunt of, of witches, or more so. That's people where we are get the term. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's it's, and I think the one of the things I really like about the show is like how quick the episodes are. Yeah. They're it's like so super quick. quick. You can go. I went through the whole season pretty much um, in one sitting. You know, yeah. I didn't even feel like I binged it because it was like yeah. 15 or 20 minutes each one. And it was only like four or five episodes. So I, I think they do a good job of, you know, Dracula is a very well-known character. And it, we were talking about reboots earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it's another way to bring Dracula back into the fold mm-hmm. uh, for people that don't know much about him. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things where you can feel like, oh my gosh, another Dracula thing. But I think it's <laughs> yeah. also, once again, like we were talking about, when depending on the, the spin they put on it, which, you know, Castlevania does really, I mean, it's you know, it's on the, the video game. But they do a very good job with the actual uh, characters and, like, uh, its portrayal in the anime, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, it's a new spin on it. And it's a lot of action. But it's actually very gory, too. It's very gory. This anime is super gory. (laughs) There's blood. There's guts. There's everything. Everything's gushing (laughs) in this anime. When they burn his wife, he's like, I'm going to make sure you guys are punished a year from now. I don't know why he gave them a year. Apparently, he needed to summon the demons. It took a year. And it's kind of like the slap bet, where, like, you want to build it up. Yeah. 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 No, it it does a really good job of it. I'm I'm waiting for season two, for sure. I don't know how much longer we're going to have to wait. I don't know either. But yeah, after like, you know, he gives them the year, he comes back and there's blood everywhere. You're right. It's completely it's gory. Really gory. Like there's but, children yeah. covered in blood. Most anime. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anime is, is sex and violence, but they do it in cartoon <laughs> form and show it to kids. You know. Cartoons. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think that's the perfect way to end this. You know, yes. sex and violence in cartoon form is okay. <laughs> but uh, while you guys are on our YouTube page or on iTunes, be sure to give us those thumbs up or those five stars. And if you put a review there on iTunes for us, guys, we will read it on the air and i'll even do it in my sexy voice (laughs) i get it (laughs) and also be sure to hop over to our sister network the popcorn talk if you love horror you might like horror movies so there is horror movie talk on popcorn talk with our lovely engineer anthony you guys have probably heard as well as the lovely carrie lane and oliver drennan who may pop in from time to time with us and um, I'm Lucretia Lyon, so you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And how about you guys? Where can they keep up the conversation with you? Once again, I'm Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey K-R. And again, my name is Roger, and you can find me on Twitter under Roger Corral. It's Golden Corral. Spell it like Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, all right, so we'll keep it creepy till next week, guys. Same bat time, same bat channel, probably. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 